Hi, this is Robert Kiyosaki, and you're listening to Entrepreneur Circle with Eric Cabral. On this episode, property groups feel like they're competing with the WeWorks, with the industriouses who have these incredible collaborative co-working spaces that have all of the amenities that are attracting those millennial demographics that they want. They're turning to scalable amenity providers like Fitspot saying, hey, we want to do this, but we don't want to redesign our entire space. And we say, great, we can bring that community or that sense of community to your property through our experiences. Hey there, folks. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneur Circle podcast, where we inspire you by talking to entrepreneurs and business owners about mindset, goals, vision, tips and strategies on how to crush life and business. I am your host, Eric Cabral, real estate investor and a creative. I've been in the creative industry for over 20 years, got my start in New York City as a junior art director and made my way up the corporate ladder to become the creative director at the number one pharma company in the world. That was until I decided to hang up my corporate hat and start my own creative agency called On Air Brands, where we broadcast your brand and your message using social media and live stream events. Hit us up at info at onairbrands.com to learn more. Also, like, subscribe, and share this podcast on social. We greatly appreciate you for it. And also, don't hesitate to send us any feedback that you may have because we always love, love, love hearing from you. Before we jump into the show, I'd like to share what some of our sponsors, partners, and friends of the show have to offer you. Hello, this is Josh McCowan, CEO of Viva May Hospitality and the beautiful Renault Resort Winery. I have to tell you, the secret's out. And the secret is On Air Brands. On Air Brands Creative Agency, which specializes in launching podcasts, transforming live events into live streaming events, and social media marketing soup to nuts. On Air Brands has changed the game. There'll never be a day from here forward when you and I and our companies don't need to be on the air. Every brand needs to be on the air, but so few know that. So it's great to work with a group that are ahead of the curve and to find a company that has been built on the core foundation of the future of marketing. If you're ready to broadcast your brand like they've done for my brands, take the next step and make a change that can transform your business. Reach out to On Air Brands today. That's onairbrands.com. Yes, onairbrands.com. Thank you so much for tuning in and for listening. And if you notice a little bit of an echo, it's because we are here in Stand Up New York Woo. on the stage, right? Yeah. Uh, very cool. My wonderful guest of honor, uh, Sammy Courtright, is here with me. How are you? I'm really well. How are you doing? I'm good. And before the mics turned on, you told me that you've, you're a pro. You've already been on this stage. But, oh, um, not doing stand-up. Not doing stand-up. No, we recorded another podcast yes. here. But apparently there is an open mic night. Yeah. And Donnie was like, just do it. Do it. It's tempting, right? Especially when you have a friend that owns the nightclub. Yeah. And yes. they're just giving you free reign. <laughs> sure. I, I just spent an hour and a half talking to James. And he was not deliberately trying to convince me to do it. But as he was talking about all the benefits sure. in his life, like becoming a better speaker yeah. and all this stuff... I'm like, 
maybe I should do it. Yeah. You know, um, my friend, my good business partner, um, actually he came here a few times with me and he bought right into the, uh, the tight five. Have you heard of that? No. Yeah. So it's a, it's a educational program that Donnie and James put together to teach people how to do their tight five minutes in stand up. Stop. Yes. So you and I need to enroll. We're doing it. Yeah. Let's book it. Let's do it. Donnie, get back. <laughs> Here's <laughs> yeah, right my credit now. card. Right now. <laughs> you don't have enough of my money. Just keep taking my money. Yeah, right. But um, yeah, yeah, it's great. So it's an honor to have you here. And it's really cool to be on this stage with you. And, um, you know, I know you have a busy schedule. I had to pry you away from the laptop, mm. um, which is, you know, if it were reversed and we were doing your podcast, then uh, probably I'd be the same. So a hundred percent. You're emailing you. me at all all hours of the night and days. It's so. most likely Natalie, but yeah, oh. me too. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure, which I'm, I apologize for that no, and for I like future it. emails. Mm-hmm. But let's get into you and your story. So what sure. we would like to do is um, talk about the superhero's origin. You know, what was it that, you know, bit you the entrepreneurial bug to get started? Were you always an entrepreneur? Were you, you know, how, how did it start? Well, you know, coming from Australia, if anything did bite me, I probably would have died. So <laughs> no, um, but seriously. So, so yes, I've always been interested in, in starting my own company. When I graduated from college, I went to University of Miami. I moved out to Los Angeles and I worked with a group of girls to start a jewelry company. So that was kind of the first taste of starting a business. Uh, and then after that, I met my co-founder, John, and we started working together on his business called Never Rest, which was pairing personal trainers with clients in the Los Angeles area. And I stepped in from an operational capacity. And that's where I really started to learn more about about solving this problem. And I'm doing inverted commas, but no one can see me, but solving the problem, which was, you know, what are we, what are we delivering? It was just physical fitness classes, but through a ton of customer interviews, we learned that they wanted more than just physical fitness. They wanted mental wellness, sleep management, stress management programs. And they wanted us to bring this experience on site for their employees to participate in. So that was really the stage where I was like, ooh, we're on to something. Let's dig deeper. And I think that's what really convinced me to push this into creating FitSpot. Yeah. Okay. Uh, before we, because you, you leapfrogged right into FitSpot, which <laughs> is an amazing, and this is why we're on the stage and this is why you're on the show is because, mm. you know, I'm fascinated by your business and the business model mm. really and how complimentary it is to commercial spaces. But before we mm. jump right into that, mm. um, what was it, you know, growing up, was it family? Was it mom? Was it dad? Was it someone in your life that um, really inspired you or saw, you know, taught you that there is another way other than the traditional route of, you know, going to school and college and getting your degrees and then getting a nine to five, mm. you know, what, what was it? Yeah. So it's interesting because going back to Australia, they have this gap year. So when you graduate college, excuse me, when you graduate high school, before you go to college, they pretty much recommend that you take a year off. You travel, you earn money. And in, in America, that's perceived as like you're a, you're a dropout or yeah. like a deadbeat, right? Well, I think the millennials doing it now, a, right? A mille- yeah, I think it's all the rage right now. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. Backpacking for a year. Um, I think that really does spark a lot of creativity. And I took that year to, to really figure out what was I doing. I went to school for theater. So always having that mentality of being creative um, was there. My mom worked in a family-owned business, and she still does. So she's uh, they have a creative 
agency. So very much looking at my mom and understanding both of my parents were full time my, working my entire life. So seeing that work ethic, I'm sure definitely rubbed off. Also that creativity from my mom's side, um, I think really sparked the idea that, hey, I don't have to go down the, you know, I don't think anyone really feels that way these days as well. But, but you know, the well, traditional. Not in our circle. Yeah. Not, not in our circle. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But that traditional nine to five was not, um, you know, always like super established. It was, I saw my mom working all hours, my dad working all hours. So yeah, I could say that was probably a really big inspiration. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Because I, I, I felt, you know, when we were first talking a mm. few weeks back, you weren't just this new entrepreneur. You weren't someone that just, you know, got into the business, you know, mm. recently. Like there was this bug, there was something in your DNA that mm. spoke to me about, you know, how you got into it and, and your drive and your passion and how succinct and clear you are when you talk about your business. Because it's for people to be able to, because, you know, you, you, the elevator pitch, you know, like <laughs> when, when you and I first met, you know, within like 20 seconds, I knew exactly what you were doing, what you were about and how the business worked. Mm. Um, that doesn't come easy for most people. Like people work for years and years and years in their business and still don't have an elevator pitch or still don't have a way to succinctly describe what it is they do and how they do mm. it and how well they do it. So um, you, you, you had the family, you had the mom, you had everybody in your mm. background. So then talk to us a little bit about um, your, you know, Australia and then what, how did that all happen? How did you get into the States and then how did it all yeah. work out for you? Yeah. So I have three passports. I was born in London, raised in Australia, but then my dad is American, so I have an American passport. So the opportunity for me to try, I'm very, I'm very fortunate in that regard, the opportunity for me to explore or maybe get education in other countries was readily available. So I wanted to have that traditional um, you know, college experience. So university in uh, Australia is only three years, while in the U.S. it's four years. There's a little bit more of that experience. You have all those general, you know, education courses that come with the U.S. education. In Australia, it's quite specific. So I wanted that. I, I wanted that experience. So when I was looking at colleges, I was looking between London and um, the U.S. and I settled on the U.S. for those reasons. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's sort of glorified, too, in, t in film and television, mm. you know, American culture and mm. how we love to party in college and stuff. So I'm sure that was very <laughs> enticing, you know. Uh, yeah. But um, it's it's interesting because um, I mentioned that that I was interviewing you to someone here and they're like, oh, uh, the one from Australia. I didn't even realize you were from because you have zero accent. But it makes sense because you have three passports. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, yeah. You're everywhere, right? So you don't necessarily need to. But anyway, um, so yeah, that's a that's that's a unique. You don't really meet a lot of people that have not not me anyway. Where um, you have those all those opportunities mm. to to be able to choose from, you know, either here or there. So so when you when you went to the university in, in Miami, mm. um, what was it there that? Um, would align with your entrepreneurial sort of spirit? Were you heading up anything? Were you creating programs? Were you doing anything there that sort of... Yes. Yeah. So Miami itself is incredibly creative. It's such an interesting part of the country. I mean, going there, one, the beaches are beautiful. So it definitely resonated with me about, you know, Australia. People are like, oh, that's not as different as you think it is. And I'm like, you're absolutely right. But the culture there is incredibly creative and people come there and work really hard. Um, and it's a very international community, too. People come in, jet set, leave. It's it's a really it's a melting pot. 
So it, throughout school, we always had performances, whether it was just to make additional income. So I would sing at parties and events to, to generate an income, which I mean, right, as you do. And um, we would have regular, each semester we had a musical or performance that we had to be involved in. So it was quite a grueling schedule, but any opportunity that I had to make additional income through performance, I 100% would, would take the opportunity. So, so that was um, an interesting time and a good time to flex those uh, creative skills to make an income. <laughs> yeah, so, so you mentioned performance. Mm. Um, did you think that you or did you plan to or still plan to have a career in that, type, that industry? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's a really interesting space. You know, it's not the most consistent work, um, which is fine. And there was always a part of my brain that was very much focused on, on the business side. Right. So I have the creative side that can be fulfilled, but also there's a need to do a little bit more from a business perspective. So I've I think there can be a really nice melting of both. But right now where our company is at, I think that my focus is there yeah. as, as it needs to be, you know, kind of 110 percent. I think there will naturally be a time where I can allow that creative side to come back in and, mm -hmm. you know, focus on that perhaps. But right now. Totally makes sense. Total life, yeah. I mean, so what is it in that? part of your personality that you can leverage in your business? Like, yeah, what, what, what have you found that, okay, this is a superpower here that I'm great at, you know, I'm a people person or, you know, I'd love to network or chat people up. Sure. You know, yeah. How do you leverage those things? Yeah, so improv is great. First and foremost, I think everyone should. We actually, some of our offerings are improv classes. That really? We, yeah. Oh, right. Because That's if you crazy. think about it, the ability to have conversation, to start conversation with someone, also accepting things, saying yes and versus no, that's impossible, not able to do it, but yes and what's the next opportunity. So I think that yes and approach has been really beneficial as an entrepreneur. Also, public speaking makes it easier. Naturally, I, I feel comfortable talking to anyone really about anything. Um, so that's been that's been great. Also, there's a, a bit of grit that comes with any performers. You know, you hear no a lot. Right. And even as an entrepreneur, yeah. you hear no. Your resilience, right? Lot. That callus yeah. gets really built up. So you just don't care. When someone says no, you're like, great, next. It, it's like you actually look for the no because that's when you know you can move on. Mm. Right? Yeah. So that's been that's been helpful. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny because we're talking about performance and we have microphones on a stage. It's, just I know. it's really true. It's surreal. <laughs> I'm in honestly. my element. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With it literally is a spotlight on yeah. us. Um, so yeah, let's get into let's get into the business model and your partner. So when sure. and then unfortunately your partner, what's his name? John. John is not here. Um, shout out to John. And next time when we get you on one of our other shows, absolutely, let's have John on. But um, so how is it? So or do you consider yourself the creative right brain side of that partnership or the left brain analytical side of the partnership? Uh, so a combination of both. I'm the operational end. So I'm COO and John is the CEO. John is really focused on the fundraising financial sales side. And I am day-to-day -day logistics. How do we ensure that our services are happening, customer support, taking the big idea and making sure that it happens. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So let's, let's let the audience in on mm. FitSpot and how amazing it is because really, um, I, I, I wish I owned more commercial space that <laughs> fit in your wheelhouse because as we started to talk, I was mm. like, Oh my God, this is great. We're going to partner, but we own, you know, B minus C minus properties where you're more of the higher end type of things. So yeah. Uh, tell people what it is that you guys do and how you do it and how you're crushing it in that industry. <laughs> sure. So we bring amenities to work places. So we really do that 
three ways. One, we are essentially your external amenities coordinator. That's what our clients like to call us because we take care of the logistics management, the marketing, the signups, the payments, any hassle that comes along with bringing all amenities. Hard stuff. Yes, that come along with bringing amenities to a workplace. Second of all, our services. We have on-site services that vary from a yoga class through to educational workshops covering financial wellness or stress management or sleep management through to our events and experiences. We do anything from kombucha healthy happy hours to essential oil blending bars. We do even ice cream socials, but healthy ice cream socials. We partner with like Halo Top to do something fun like that. And finally, the technology. The tech is the glue that holds everything together at FitSpot. Not only does it handle our back end, so our supply side of these health and wellness professionals that come on site to perform these services, it's what the end user interacts with. They log in, they create their account, they can see all of the upcoming wellness schedules, they can participate in challenges and have this ecosystem that we've built through one singular vendor. Yeah, it's brilliant because when you first told me about it, I just assumed that every single offering you had was a different brand. Mm. You know, the spa's different, oh, yeah. and this is different, and the shit. Then, but now, it totally makes sense that you have this system and this brand designed to um, to embed all these different services. So, what are some of the services, if not all of them? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not aware of all of them. Sure, sure. Yeah. So, so let's. I'll, I'll highlight the most popular services. Yeah. Let's do it that way. So, if we're going with on-site services, let's start with say the group physical fitness classes, yoga, meditation. So, the kind of the lower intensity, really popular. Obviously, a circuit training and a boot camp naturally for those high intensity folks. Chair massages. Win-win. No one says no to a chair massage. Yeah, where can I get one now? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So those are a big hit. Uh, from an educational workshop perspective, nutritional one-on-one -on -one seminars are great, as well as financial wellness seminars have gotten really big because we make them interesting. As soon as you hear the word financial wellness, people are kind of like, oh, budgets. Like, yeah, yeah. that doesn't sound great. We really try to make it interesting and, and get folks that are able to engage with audiences about, you know, asking the deeper questions. The stress that comes along with financial wellness is incredible, and it really impacts your work as well. So from an educational workshop, that would be some of our more popular ones. And then the events, essential oil blending bars are really hot right now. Healthy happy hours with kombucha, also really hot right now. Yeah. Those would be probably some of our top two experiences. Corporate headshots are also great because that's very beneficial, right? You can update your LinkedIn profile. You drop downstairs to the lobby and these headshots are there. You get, you know, two photos to take away from it. It's great. So these businesses, it sounds like some of them for lack of a better term, seem more pop-up. Yeah. Right? Sure. Would you term it that way, or is there a different phrase or terminology for that? No, pop-up is a really easy way to uh, describe it because everyone knows what a pop-up event is. And because we do take a very asset-light approach to our services, mm -hmm. we're activating lobbies, conference rooms, yeah. rooftops, unleased spaces. So we bring those spaces to life with these pop-up experiences, whether it be chair massage, we set it up so that there's essential oils in the background, we can play music lightly, and we section off a space of the lobby to make it this experience for people to have. Do these these real estate investors, mm -hmm. right, basically, and these um, companies like CBRE and sure, you Cush a bunch Wake, of yep, you name it, Blackstone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They um, do they often want to rotate these things throughout, or do they do they commit to one for a longer period of time? So our contracts are annual or multi-year. 
So, so you are committing to FitSpot for a certain period of time, but the services that you are committing to are very flexible. So think of it that you have X many credits with FitSpot. Now, throughout your year with FitSpot, those credits could be allocated solely to chair massage, or you could sprinkle them across one experience, like a healthy happy hour. You could do a yoga class. You could do an educational workshop. You could do corporate headshots. You can have the flexibility to, to kind of make it customized for your tenant population. That's how we get really strong engagement, right? That flexibility. Yeah, so tell me and tell the audience, mm -hmm. um, especially those who might want to um, partner with you, uh, what is your ideal client and um, the ideal space for mm -hmm. you guys to really do what you do well? Yeah, so we typically target properties that are 100,000 square feet plus. Um, and you know, it's interesting, you mentioned at the beginning, you know typically a higher end property. However, we do work with those B, A minus properties too that want to offer these amenities to be competitive in the space. So, um, you know, we're agnostic in that regard. Space wise, uh, the first thing we hear on pretty much every sales call is that, oh, we don't have the space for this. There's no way this is possible. And it's like, actually, if we're activating a lobby, a rooftop, a conference room, or even a tenant hosts the experience within their space, there's really no excuse to, to not bring these types of services there. And I think as people are becoming increasingly aware of, you know, they feel that property groups feel like they're competing with the WeWorks, with the industriouses who have these incredible collaborative co-working spaces that have all of the amenities that are attracting those millennial demographics that they want. They're turning to scalable amenity providers like FitSpot saying, hey, we want to do this, but we don't want to redesign our entire space. And we say, great, we can get activated in your property within six to eight weeks, no construction, is required, but we can bring that community or that sense of community to your property through our experiences. How long did it take for you guys to figure out a system that works and that can easily be applied to any and all of these spaces that are ideal yeah. clients of yours? Because <laughs> yeah. that to me is that, because that's always my struggle in my business is like building systems and processes and teams and putting them in place so that, I mean, we're constantly tweaking it and like, oh, let's yeah. make it better. Yeah. And let me tell you, this is a, while we are um, a tech-enabled service, right? Our technology supports everything that we do. It still is logistics, right? There still are people going on site, and we service over 450 properties. And think how many services are happening a day. It's yeah. it's we feel like FedEx a lot of the time. But so systems and processes, obviously, a huge part of my job, and I'm very partial to discussing this. But <laughs> I, I, I threw you a softball there. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, my time to shine. <laughs> no, but, but truly, we do have a head of experience that's responsible for the execution of our experiences from start to finish. So what is the fit spot standard? When you walk into any of our experiences, whether it be a chair massage, a yoga class, or an educational workshop, we want people to instantly know that it is at a fit spot experience. What does it look like? How does it feel? What does it smell like? Are we able to impact what people see? Can we adjust the lighting? What can we work with to make this like an escape from someone's workday? So when we really took that approach of um, making it kind of this pop-up experience, we took a look at all of those different aspects and then thought, how can we make this scalable across all of the markets that we're live in? Because it's not just great if we can just service New York. That's wonderful. Great market. But the asset owners in New York don't just have properties in New York. Yeah. They have properties all across the US and they want their properties to have a consistent yes. amenities solution. So we really took that you know, into consideration and thought, okay, 
What's good for one, it needs to have the flair of the market. So what we're offering in Houston can be the same FitSpot experience, but can have Houston's flair to it. But then how are we making it consistent and repeatable? So all of those processes came down to trial and error. The first time we do it, okay, let's learn from that. Let's write out the SOPs. What are we going to do? What's the, what is the FitSpot experience at the beginning? At the beginning of all of our services, everyone takes a deep breath. And then they exhale. And we say, welcome to a FitSpot service. At the end, everyone recaps what they went through and also highlights upcoming services. Little buttons like that make a huge difference on how the experience is being repeated right across all of the markets. It's nearly like a script. So our health and wellness professionals are given a process that they must follow during their onboarding process. They're also educated on this, of what makes this a FitSpot experience. We have branded shirts. We have branded equipment. It is a branded amenity. So creating that brand came with outlining the systems and processes that go into place. How is this repeatable? Trial and error. And then, of course, what keeps it there is our secret shoppers that go on site and secret shop. Also, we rate all of our services. The end user has the ability to rate the service at the completion, similar to Uber and Lyft. You get out, you rate it out of five stars. We ask additional questions here and there, but that feedback keeps it very consistent on whether we are able to repeatedly deliver these services. Wow. You're the first business owner that I've spoken to that implements secret shoppers. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, well yeah. if you think about it, right? Yeah. We have to. Right. You know, the quality has to be there. And our tech, while that buffers it, we're not recording the sessions per se, yeah. you know? How would you differentiate what you're building as mm. a brand and its consistency and basically a franchise um, versus a culture? Right. Because it sounds the same to me, yeah. you know, um, what you're doing. So do you see a difference? Do you think they're the same? You know what? I think there's I think there's a lot of similarities between the two. I think when you approach one one way, it will naturally affect the other. Right. But this is greatly impacting a culture and FitSpot is part of that movement and, and creation of that culture. So how do we bring a taste of that, a flavor to that, to other people's spaces, right? So yes, there is that approach of like kind of franchising the model because it has to be a repeatable, you know, scalable experience. But what is that experience? And that experience is a sense of culture. That is a sense of, of bringing people together, creating that community. And that community that we create has to you know, foster inclusivity. It has to foster the ability to communicate with one another effectively. It has to bring happiness and productivity and all those wonderful things that employers want from their employees in the workplace. So I think if we have the ability to impact that change or affect that change with the franchise repeatable experience and affecting culture, we've done our job. Awesome. I love it. So what is in the next five weeks to five years? What's, what's the plan for FitSpot? What's your vision? What's John's vision? Sure, sure. So we want to be the centralized hub for all things amenities. We currently are right now. However, we're just impacting folks at the workplace. So we went after the workplace because when we looked at, you know, America, 360 odd million Americans, right? The 60 odd million Americans are getting Fitbits, Pelotons, all of those wonderful brands, consumer brands thrown at them, right? And so we initially thought, do we want to approach the consumer space? But then we looked at the other 300 odd you know, million Americans, we were like, what are they doing? Where could we get their attention? At work. 
So we went after the workplace and we're essentially getting paid to do customer acquisition. Because if you think about it, property groups pay us to implement our services. Every single user in the property has to sign up and create an account with Fitspot. We are getting paid to do customer acquisition. We start learning your behaviors, what you want, the data, everything. It's like so, Facebook. Yeah, so how well, hopefully we'll get our privacy in check, <laughs> right? But, but yes, how do we learn that behavior, make suggestions on ways that we can impact your life outside of the workplace? So what can we do? What can we learn? How can your dependents get involved? I think there's a really interesting angle, and this is very much the future initiatives that we're focused on, is affecting change outside of the workplace. And I think we're set up right now to do that. It's just now, how do we want to scale that effectively? And what angle do we want to take with that data? Right now, we just present suggestions on services and things that you should participate in based on your goals. But how do we take that one step further? You're walking down the street. Hey, Whole Foods is having a sale on smoothies, $6. You know, jump in there. How can we be your centralized hub for this live-work harmony that we're working to, to obtain? Yeah. So that's like big future, you know? I love that. I love mm. that. So what what areas are you in now? What states, what cities are you guys currently? Yes, yeah, so we're in 15 markets, so all the major markets. Some of our more, I guess, I would say popular markets. Mm. Uh, Southern, Calif Southern California, excuse me, is big for us. The Northeast is also very big. Mm. Um, Texas. Oh, we're in Texas. Every, we are Ever. everywhere in Texas. Wow. So if you think about it, it makes a ton of sense, right? Because the LAs and the New Yorks of the world, they, they get this experience, they understand it. Also, it's very easily accessible. Mm -hmm. In places like Texas, you do have to get in a car and drive 30 minutes or so to get right. to a location to experience um, mm -hmm. some of these services. So bringing that on site, they love it. Yeah. That, that's transforming the ability for them to get exposure to it, to participate, to get involved. So we're, we're really enjoying um, working in those types of markets that we can, that one, they appreciate it, and two, we can actually affect change. Yeah, it's brilliant. So any international plans at some point? Well, I'm always partial to bring it to Australia. <laughs> Let course. me tell you, like the first meeting, I was like, cool. Um, so is Sydney on the roadmap? Like, <laughs> but, but yeah, absolutely. I think it yeah. makes sense. London, Australia, for sure. Absolutely. Um, our, our natural next steps but honestly we've only tickled the top mm -hmm. of the iceberg in yeah. the u.s yeah so we want to um really go go deep here and then naturally it'll make sense to expand totally totally i love it i love it and uh, you know what's great about this and you being on the show is there are i'd say you know a good 50 percent or more are real estate investors that listen to the right. show so if anyone wants to reach out to you mm -hmm. and they want to partner and figure out how it is you best can help each other how can they reach you sure email me so sammy s-a-m-m-y at Fitspotwellness, that's F-I-T-S-P-O-T, wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S, dot com. Awesome. What about websites? Any social you want to share? Yeah, yeah. Socials, at all of our handles at Fitspot Wellness. Mm -hmm. Our website, fitspotwellness.com. LinkedIn, Sammy Courtright. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Sammy, for being on the show. I totally appreciate you, and it was so great to see you again. Yeah, it's good seeing you again. Okay. We, we shall do this again soon. Yes, absolutely. Maybe stand up? We'll do some stand-up. We'll do some stand-up together. Right? Yeah, and then we'll record. <laughs> <laughs> and Maybe we'll be, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll just test it out on everybody. Yeah, Everybody's yeah, our yeah. guinea pig, you know. But fun. yeah, it would be fun. That's it for now, folks. If you'd like to stay in touch with the show, you can contact me directly at eric at onairbrands.com. That's eric, E-R-I-K at onairbrands.com. And if you aren't already subscribed to the show, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or any other podcast 
platform. And please recommend us to one or two people in your circle. That will go a long, long way to growing our community. Also, if you could rate us on iTunes, just take a moment uh, to give us five stars. And if they have more stars, give all of them. We'd greatly appreciate you for that. And always, always like, subscribe, and share, share, share this show on social media. We'd love you for that as well. And if you have any ideas or want to hear something on a future show, please hit us up. Maybe you have a question for one of my guests or you want to uh, tell a story, a success story. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can do that, especially if you're on the Anchor platform. You can leave us a voice message. We'd love to incorporate you and your voice on a future episode. Once again, folks, thanks again for listening to the Entrepreneur Circle. Please like, subscribe, and share, share, share. I am Eric Cabral, and as always, remember, your network is your net worth. So get in the circle. Mm -hmm.